Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. We're back after a slight hiatus. Uh, talking <laughs> back. about the Dear Home series, uh, discussing the January 2023 uh, case. <laughs> Letter five, finally, <laughs> finally get the answers we've been eagerly waiting for. Yeah, I hope you've all solved it by now, but uh, if you haven't... You've got plenty of chances to solve it. Yeah, like, come on, it's too late. You're gonna, we're just gonna spoil you now, <laughs> and ourselves. Yeah. Um, you just have to live the with case it, of sorry. The, the case of the, uh, the, 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 the bullied betters. Yeah, 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 and the, and the roguish son-in-law. Um... <laughs> that dastardly dandy, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I had to read through the letters to remind myself what was going on with them. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, I, I I went into it with the idea that, you know, the big, like, to me, the bombshell in letter four is that... Uh, is a bombshell? The, yeah, there's a bombshell. Ooh. Yeah, you ready? Um, <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's that Joshua is uh, related to Sabini. Uh, like okay. to me, to me, learning that kind of yeah. changed the frame on that character completely. And I started thinking, like, okay, you know, early on, it's like, oh, I suspected Sabini, you know, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. the tendency is to write that off because that's, he seems like the obvious false suspect, you know. Yeah. But then we get to this and it's like, oh, well, maybe, maybe Sabini really was behind it. And he was employing this cousin to who like has these mm-hmm. weird ideas about dressing up as a preacher and taking out obituaries and just these really like elaborate, mm-hmm. you know, almost like, you know, almost like a Tarantino character or something. It's like weird method. The exact of... same thing. He's the, the, uh, the Vega brother who got, who got, who never was, you know? Like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, quoting quoting Bible, you know, verses and, you know, trying to intimidate people and stuff. But, like, there's a couple things about it that are confusing, like, in terms of um, the, the other thing that we find out is, like, he was, he was beaten up uh, mm-hmm. at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, who beat him up? Like, how is that? So I was like, okay, is he actually oh. working with Sabini? Or is he actually working against Sabini trying to take I, over the family business or I something? I just thought of something that I don't think we thought about yet. <laughs> which okay. would be which is the irony, which is an ironic angle to, to this idea. Okay. Which is did Joshua place a bet and lose? And then he got beat up like everybody else who owes oh, Sabini shit. money. After all that, he After went all that. Bet? Yeah, that's like supposed to be ironic that the guy who's pretending to oh be my God. anti-gambling creature actually was gambling. Oh my God. So back that into your theory machine. The bitter irony. <laughs> yeah, because it's dawned on me that, yeah, this, he's just like everybody else who's gotten beat up. And it's like, oh, well, what if it's yeah. for the same reason? It's valid. It's valid. I don't have a good explanation for it. So fuck it. Yeah, give me that. Um <laughs> It's really funny though. He he got or or was it like he got he got charged with collecting and he had to like step it up, but he he 
maybe maybe uh oh here we go okay 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 let me let me try to run something this might be too involved but let me try to do something here so so we also have this like son-in-law plot where like the son-in-law is involved with this guy and and this lady at a bank who mm-hmm. very the, french the, the, who's whole, very french uh, the whole uh, the whole the whole affair is very French. <laughs> yes, very much so. Like menage menage à trois. À trois. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 they they created some kind of you know fake financial institution, and and it seems like they're like funneling money to it somehow. And like, was that like? There's questions about that. Was that to cover debts, gambling debts? Was that just to get money to bet with? Was it you know? And then the gangsters are after them. So it's like, they're not paying their debts. Are they not paying their debts because they're just greedy and they want to keep the money for themselves? Or did the scheme go wrong? And they're actually like, they don't have anything, you know, like what, what is the problem exactly with that? So anyway, I say all that to say that uh, maybe one thought that occurred to me was that maybe uh, Joshua's a a collector for Sabini Mm -hmm. and was supposed to collect from them you know, and like they're in deep, and he he failed, and that's why he got beat up. Yeah, you know, I think Be- that's yep, because they ran away. You know, um, ah, so they actually got away, and he lost them. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, I like that. That's a, that gives a catalyst to why he would have gotten beat up. Yeah, yeah, that's it. that's what I was trying to do, like tie him more yeah. into the plot, since there's. You know, there's no indication aside from the bittersweet irony. There's no indication in the story that he has a gambling problem or would gamble or would get himself mm-hmm. in debt or any, you know what I mean? There, everything about him is is about his weird persona or it's about you know intimidating these betters. You know, that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. So I just think like it makes more sense that it would be connected to something like that. At least in my head, it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's how I would try to draw it together. But I am I'm confused about the bracelet. Like like this son-in-law gave Jenny, you know, this Work McKenzie's daughter that this bracelet. But then like mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, stuff started going missing to pay off those debts. But Miss mm-hmm. Gilbert or Gilbert was was. <laughs> oh, poor, was poor. <laughs> was actually wearing the bracelet so it's like is he carrying on an affair is it it you know like what happened there like why didn't they pawn it like what like i don't know anyway I'm, well I'm and what makes what that. complicates it more this is really a great soap opera plot I mean, because <laughs> this, you know we cut we cut to the picture of the four of them you know yeah. william and his wife jenny and then james and miss gilbert yeah and, and it's like what they all knew each other but yet only three of them are in on the mm-hmm. bank institution scheme or is jenny in on it too and she's playing you know she's playing innocent you know you know i mean all right look if this oh, was can a- i say can I say one extra thing? Because I just sure. thought of the fact that William, someone gets poked with the poker at the house, right? And yes. then there's an implication by Jenny that maybe she did it, right? Wasn't there like a thing where the dad was like, oh, I've the never cops, heard him. The cops thought the cops thought that maybe she was implicated, yeah. Yeah. So maybe she found out about the thing with Ms. Gilbert and then that, that's, ah, why, that's okay. why he got she got so mad that okay. she had to kill him. 
Right. She's not she's not in deep with the scheme, but she found yeah. out about the adultery and then Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually that works pretty well because I just think like the way these are written, I find it hard to believe that the letter writer is going to be um, you know, so uh like his his own daughter will be involved in the thing mm-hmm, invested mm-hmm. like i just i don't quite see him doing that so i feel like she's not involved in the bank scheme but yeah she yeah. definitely could have done could have done some stabbing if there's like mm-hmm. betrayal going on there so and it could be that i i do wonder like what all do we know was being sold to pay the debt we know she says the tea set yeah, and they claim she claims the the the, the bracelet. Yeah, so was there anything else they mentioned? Because I wonder if there were there were you know there were things that were going missing, like other jewelry, and he was just giving it to her or something like, you know, because because it adds a third angle to this whole money fiasco. It does. Like, it really does. Gambling, like he's getting he's getting money or losing money from gambling. He's getting money or losing money from the bank, the fake bank thing. And now there's this idea of, okay, where he's got a pawn thing to get money for that, but was he really pawning stuff? You know, like, so basically like, is that tea set at the pawn shop or is it at Miss Gilbert's house? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a fair question. So she, all she says is things started vanishing last year to cover William's debts. So I don't think she names anything specific yeah, okay. except like he does ask yeah. about the bracelet. And so mm-hmm. she she She's says like, my bracelet and my dress, and my shoes and my hats <laughs> and my gloves. All just just my 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 women's attire <laughs> suddenly go missing. Sorry, you ever honey, visit it's the your husband. It's the only thing to punch up. Or you say, I'm just gonna say, do you ever visit your husband at work? Because like Miss Gilbert yeah. works at the front door, and like you could just walk in there and see her wearing all your shit. Like it just seems yeah. like. Well, maybe he's like, yeah, I work at Winslow's, and she probably <laughs> can't find it because it's Barclays. <laughs> no, it can't be that because she's the one who corrects him. Oh, damn, she knows that trick. Yeah, she's the one who says, no, father, it's called Winslow's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not convinced that they didn't mess up and then retcon yes, an answer. I, I'm convinced that they messed up and retconned an answer. Because, <laughs> like, why would you bother with that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Does the name, does the, does the, does the, does the name change of the bank actually matter to the plot? you know yeah yeah i i mean it shouldn't yeah i hope it doesn't um all right so i mean you know there's some food for thought uh do you do you do you want to say more do you want to speculate more i guess i want to yeah i guess i want to before we get to letter five and get the answers i want to kind of go through all the not all of them but the big uh, open questions so okay one of the things we just kind of surmised off podcast right before we, we started recording was we reread the scene where uh, James is uh, apparently leaving town in a taxi and he's got a huge trunk with him. And we are yeah. pretty sure that's the trunk from the trunk William from the and Jenny's house. Yeah. And we know it's Jenny's house. Jenny's please, house, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we were theorizing 
perhaps comically, that uh, <laughs> William is in the trunk. Oh, uh, right, trunk, right, yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. very heavy. He was struggling with it. The cab driver had to help him put it in the cab. Yeah. So he's sneaking out of town. That would Something heavy is in there. Yeah, that would tie into what you said about um, uh, Joshua getting beat up because he didn't catch them and forget yeah. money from them. Um, yeah. uh, now, I guess from timeline-wise, had had we, before they talk about Joshua limping, had we seen him since the altercation at the house? When Warwick sees him on the street, is that before or after there's the altercation at the house? Oh, God. That's the timeline is confused in one of these letters. Um, yeah. So, okay, let me see. So, I think when I, oh, yeah, and it's this one, it's letter three. Okay, so he sees, yeah, so he sees Joshua lurking at the place. Um, and then he leaves, and but I think he said, I think he said that he saw, <laughs> I think he said that he saw Joshua earlier. Um, that's right. Uh, this isn't, yeah, doesn't this story starts with a flashback or something? And then they yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he says, I saw, oh God. Yeah, so when the day started, the daughter was gone. He hurried over to her house. And the detectives were there. So that's when they see the incident. Right. Okay. Then he sees Joshua there. This must have been after the incident. Okay, anyway, but my the point of my question was just to make sure that they're not suggesting Joshua got injured in the altercation of that. Yeah, no, I think not. It seems, I mean, there's no indication that he's injured in this. I yeah, think this is the like last, the, like timeline-wise, I think when he appears at Jenny's house, it's the last time that he appears. Yeah. Yeah. Before um, the beaten up thing. Okay, and so what? So as far as the bank, the fake bank thing, um, yeah, it's a really weird thing because the bank is getting audited, right? Because of whatever happened. Yeah. Uh, but then, but then the the the, the manager dude isn't that mad. He's just like, tell them they work here. Get like, if you see them, tell them to come back to work. I okay. So yeah, I had I had a specific. Let me let me see this here. Um, hold on. Uh... <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe. Maybe the uh, <laughs> who is this Jacobson? Like maybe this Jacobson character, you know, found out about the fraud, but like, like the bank will be implicated if it's discovered that this happened, you know. And he's so he's trying to like cover it up. Mm, okay, I don't know. 
Um, I feel like we cut to the picture of the four of them, <laughs> and then the camera widens, and he's in it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, huh. Okay, he's trying to cover it up. Why would he want to cover it up? But he he gets like really mad when when Work brings up the Nolan financial thing. Yeah, you know. So it, it makes me think that. I guess there's two ways there's two ways to go like number one like he's trying to cover it up because it it implicates him either willingly or unwillingly the the other reason might be maybe he's just like who are you stranger i'm not you're not i'm not gonna tell you anything about bank business like uh-huh. you know and so he's just being cagey but like he he is trying to find them and stop them and he's not he's not saying like you better get them back here because they're going to be arrested. He's saying like, they should come back to work, like trying to lure them back. Like maybe that's the idea. Like don't say anything that sounds threatening. I don't know. Mm, yeah. That's some 3d chess there, but <laughs> Hey, you know. Hey, you gotta, <laughs> do, you can't just play 2d chess. All right. There's yeah, a lot going yeah. on here. Yeah. I'm just trying to go with various reasons why he's behaving like this. Cause I think it could go a few ways. It's weird, but he says he says he didn't think. Uh, I guess he's talking about. I don't know who he's talking about. I don't know if he's talking about both William and James, but he's like, um, didn't think he'd be the sort to disappear during an audit. So if he knows that they created a fraudulent bank <laughs> and siphoned money from his bank to theirs, that's a weird thing to say. Like. <laughs> Don't think didn't think he'd be the sort to disappear during an audit. It's outrageous. Yeah, you know, that's what's weird is he doesn't seem suspicious of them. Like I'd agree, like you're saying, he seems like if anything, sort of protective. But he's not like he's not like oh they're disappearing during an audit. I think I know why. You know, of course they wouldn't want to be around now. It's not a surprise. Yeah, you know, oh, I, I wouldn't expect to see them here. We're in the middle of an audit, you know, like something like that if they had something to hide. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, I can't really, I can't really understand his attitude. He was weird from the beginning. Like not give away that he knows. I don't know. That That's the best I can do with that. Or uh, because I, I forgot this, they are specifying that they're having an audit. So it definitely could be the first thing that he's he's trying to cover it up. Um, cause mm-hmm. like the bank can be in trouble for, for this happening. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, banks and gangsters are all the same, right? I mean, who are you quoting? I agree, but. <laughs> Shakespeare? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Charles Dickens. Yeah. Right. Name a person in the past. They probably said <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see okay well i don't know what to do about that um i do i do love this thing that i thought i was supposed to take for face value but i see now i think it's supposed to be the opposite way when work is like oh so i took a visit to nolan financial's london office and surprise surprise it was a luxury pet supplier instead and he's like, so much for Nolan's London office. I take it they're now operating solely out of Paris. <laughs> right? 
Uh, I think we're supposed to believe that actually there is no bank. And I think you're right about that, but it's like, is he naive or is he just being yeah. like silly? Like, is he is he is he being like, is he pretending like he he doesn't understand yeah. the truth? Well, can a letter wink? <laughs> I don't know. Like the sub the uh, yeah the sarcasm is the slash s wasn't invented yet, right? So. <laughs> He can't really tell us in type typography <laughs> if he's being serious. Uh, I'm I'm assuming because he didn't say uh, Holmes, I discovered this bank is fraudulent. Um, yeah, and this is this is what my nephew uh, son-in-law is involved with. I think that means that he thinks it actually is is a real thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's for us to put together. Yeah, he's not gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Or Nolan Financial is real, and they they just closed their London office for because the pet supplier offered to pay them more, you know, for the property. I don't know. Uh, and um, and that's it. What's the problem? What if it's real? I, I mean, it could and they, be. And they were trying to, you know, and, and James and William are just so, such good bankers that Nolan Finances uh, was trying to recruit them. Uh, and and that's why Jacobson is like, no, 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 they work here. They work here. They don't, you know, can't steal my guys. They're too good. <laughs> Although they disappeared during an audit. Speaking of, speaking of 3D chess, oh my. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, that I mean, that could be true. I... I feel like it's too convoluted, but I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. So, um, okay. Any other big uh, parts of the mystery you want to hypothesize about before we see what Holmes has to say? Um, I'm trying to think. I I think. Yeah, I I think I think I've said the main the main things I wanted to I wanted to address. We'll see what comes up in the final letter. All right, you wanna you wanna read it? Sure. Shall I shall I go for it here? Shall you? Oh my god, shall. this has been this has been so weighted. I feel like we need fanfare and woo a drum roll and there you go. all kinds of stuff. Um. Thank you. Um, High class sound effects. Was that a drum roll? Uh-huh. Okay. Just checking. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, this is uh, from Sherlock Holmes. Here to solve the mystery. Um, presumably. 16 May 1920. So that's uh, two days after the previous letter. Uh, dear Mr. McKenzie, let me start with the most important news for you and Jenny. William Wilson is alive and well, ah, and there's no reason to suspect Jenny will be the target of an attack from Sabini or otherwise. Please take a moment to relish this news. All right. Um, relish commence. Now let us examine the broader series of events that have formed the backdrop for Mr. Wilson's disappearance and other criminal goings-on in your neighborhood. When you first wrote to me, your case was already quite the strange one. Your old regular Joe Stark had been dreadf dreadfully drubbed 
and two most singular obituaries, Mourning Jack Faultworthy and Annie Nickerson, prior to their deaths, had been printed by the Daily Herald. Already you had correctly adduced these obituaries were warnings aimed at getting other watchers to pay up. Well Welchers? done, sir. Welchers? Oh, Welchers, not watchers. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Like, oh, that's a new that's a new phrase. I, I never yeah, heard that old, one. That old-timey English usage of watchers. <laughs> watch. Because they watch the horses, right? Because they, they're horse watchers. They don't watch they? their money go down the drain, don't they? <laughs> Uh, Welchers. Okay. But then Annie Nickerson was murdered. This took the case in another direction. At the time, you wonder why Sabini would be so foolhardy as to murder a debtor. I instead asked myself, who else would have cause to commit these murders? Your following letter, <laughs> dated 11 May, helped answer this question, but brought another complication to light as your daughter's husband, William Wilson, and his associate, James Matter, suddenly disappeared. You suspected that the ominous Joshua, possibly the gauntlet of righteousness, now that's a red herring, I'm convinced, yeah. were somehow involved, if not responsible. And that was partially true. I will further address this later. More yeah. intriguing is Jack Darby, who you in indicated in that second letter had recently arrived from Clarkenwell and wanted to move in on Sabini. This made him a strong suspect for Nickerson's murder. For a while, it is unquestionable that Sabini and his associates placed the bogus obituaries in the newspapers. Ah, I knew it. But why? Well, I. What? Why did they do it? Why is it unquestionable? Well, I. I don't know. But he thinks <laughs> just, it's true. I, just, I thought it was true, just, and he thinks it's true. So I'm I not questioning. Hope, I just. I just hope he would tell us. Why it's unquestionable. Well, let's see, let's see what he has to say. We'll Just see. We'll that. see. He didn't um, he didn't actually like tell us why that's true yet. So no. Um he had nothing to gain from the murders. The same cannot be said of Darby. I surmise that he, when he learned of Sabini's bogus obituaries, he hatched the idea of making them a reality to take his rival off the streets. Ah, a clever move. Oh, if wow. I that's 3D chess. That's, it is fucking 3D, 3D chess. chess. This never occurred to me. If Darby could secretly dispatch Sabini's Welchers in the right way, he would get the law to accomplish his greater goal for him. Still, this is only but a fragment of this mystery. What? Darby's, Darby's maneuver would not explain our newly missing men or the fact that only Nickerson, not Faultworthy, had been murdered, despite both of their obituaries being printed. Additional evidence would be needed to see reason in these occurrences, but in the same May 11 May letter, you turned up a fascinating clue pointing to a completely different crime, another fragment of the mystery. When you found the charred letterhead for Nolan Finances, our investigation into Matter's disappearance took a sharp turn. My initial hunch was, was that William Wilson, James Matter, and other Confederates at Winslow were involved in some sort of embezzlement. Under cover of their own bookkeeping, they were likely siphoning funds to a fraudulent investment firm, I thought. Jenny's reports of Matter's visits and William's pattern of carousing indicate that they perform these deposits once a month. <laughs> But even so, I struggled to see how Sabini came into play in all this. I was able to develop this hypothesis with your third letter of 12 May, which not only showed your capacity for reconnaissance, Thank you. but hinted at several 
reconnaissance, as we say in English. <laughs> um, Which sounds better. <laughs> but hinted at several scenarios explaining Wilson and company's disappearance. Your report offered three reasonable theories. Sabini might have kidnapped or killed Wilson. Wilson and his partner Matter had turned on one another with greed or jealousy as potential motives. Or your daughter Jenny had turned on her husband. The trunk missing from Jenny's house and the large hole in her garden both cast doubt on your daughter, as did the fireplace poker. Yet the same thing could be said of Wilson and Matter. Either of them could have committed a foul crime and fled while attempting to cover it up. Thankfully, in the midst of all this, Joshua had again reared his head, drawing my attention back to Sabini with his limp. Its onset, which you unknowingly chronicled, was surely the result of an injury from... Oh, he was limping? I You asked about that, and I didn't even catch that. Okay. I didn't realize he was limping during that scene. Uh, was well, surely... I, didn't, that, I didn't know he was limping except for the very last part. I, right? I feel like they're saying he was limping earlier based on yeah. this. Yeah. But he wasn't limping as much? <laughs> yeah, I know. I okay, don't know. Well, he's at least saying he thinks he got stabbed by the poker, right? That's what we're thinking here. Uh, injury from a blunt instrument wielded by a strong man. That's what he says. In this case, Jenny's fireplace poker. Oh, one sentence later. Okay, Yeah. Sorry. Joshua must have tried to pay an intimidation call on Matter, whom he followed, much like he did to the fault, fault, fault worthies. It's misspelled. Well done. And no doubt Ranny Annie, but instead of quartering his target amidst friends and family, he ran into two desperate men preparing to flee the country. Oh, wow. Far from intimidated, they sat upon him. At this point, it was still plausible to believe that Joshua or another associate of Sabini's successfully killed or kidnapped Wilson and Matter despite their injuring his leg. But with their final missive in hand, I was able to tie a neat string around this unexpected case and formulate a new hypothesis. On that fateful night, described in your second letter, Wilson and Matter, under pressure to escape the country and upon confronting Joshua, Decided to take advantage of Sabini's shady tactics, much like Darby did. Everybody's playing 3D. Oh my god! This is this is <laughs> the most complicated one. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. Your interviews with Matter's neighbor and the staff at Winslow's provided several bits of information that strengthened this conjecture and shed light on their main collaborator. The neighbor, Mrs. Calloway, not only revealed that matter was more than healthy, but also confirmed a long-standing connection between Miss Gilbert from Winslow's, Wilson, and matter. The nature of their relationship, Wilson and Miss Gilbert's, that is, may well be spurious, but he is surely smitten to some degree, or the young lady would not be in possession of your daughter's bracelet. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The revelation that Miss Gilbert too had suddenly gone missing bolstered my confidence in the fact that she was working together with Wilson and Matter. However, it was not until learning of quote Fifi's paradise that I truly perceived the small gang's plan. When I read of your discovery of Fifi's paradise on Lime Street, I took another look at the addresses you had noted earlier on on the Nolan Finances stationery. Clearly, chicanery was afoot, oh. and perhaps I am slipping. The office supposedly found in Paris was listed on Rue Treblig. This happens to be Miss Gilbert's last name written in reverse uh, order. Uh, ah! 
and a street I defy you to find on one of the Librairie Hachette's tour books of Paris. Upon realizing this, their crime unraveled before me. All right. Well, so that's the that's the conclusive reason why the Paris thing's fake. Yeah. I, if I had realized that, I would have said it. All right. Yeah. The crime's modus was simple. Each month, with Mr. Jacobson's blessing, Matter <laughs> and Wilson left the bank with a large sum of money and brought it not to Fifi's paradise, but to Jenny's backyard, where they buried it as dogs might a bone. On each of these paydays, they would celebrate late into the night with Miss Gilbert. Meanwhile, at Winslow's, Jacobson, with false hope, prepared to leave with Miss Gilbert for France, believing the young men would take the fall. Oh, my God. oh that's the fourth degree. Oh, my chess, God. My There's a lot of chess. I thought it was too much, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough chess. We Holy needed more chess. Shit. Her elderly suitor was sorely mistaken. After the encounter with Joshua described in your second letter, the duo dug up the pilfered pounds and the left duo behind... duo dug up. Yeah. And left behind a calling card, making it appear that they had been yet another victim of the voracious lion. Ah, they left well, the... I think he means the uh, the uh, the Bible passage. Oh That's... my God. Yeah, These are the most clever criminals. Yeah. I hope they, you know, I hope they all got away with it. You know, it's, because they deserve it. It's they left a fake Joshua thing. So like, not only is not only is Jack Darby uh, fingering <laughs> implicating Sabini and one set of crimes in plot, you got William and Matter and James doing the same thing to implicate yep. Sabini. Uh, or you know Joshua uh, to make it seem like they basically to make it seem like that the reason they're not around is because Sabini got them. Is that yeah. is that what they're saying? Yep. Yep. Oh my God, that's yep. amazing. That is amazing. Yep. I never. I. I. Amazing. Joshua was there. I had no reason to think it was fake. That's so weird. But they were like, they were like, Joshua shows up. He's like, okay, just another standard intimidation about to happen. Knock mm -hmm. on the door. And he's like, okay, you boys need to repent. And they're like, excuse me, we're in the middle of fleeing the country. Uh, this is a bad time. Also, like, we're bad dudes, so we're just going to fight you now. Um, yep. And so and so, one guy hits him with the poker. Yep. And then I guess Joshua goes off running. And then he slinks then, away. Okay, yeah. but now I guess they don't have to know Joshua is connected to Sabini necessarily but they know that somebody's going around and has the con a connection with the bible verse and sabini i feel like, like they should know that he's connected to sabini since they must be doing the bets with sabini and they and... just know it's his cousin yeah yeah okay, yeah so they just but why would he show up and act like and not know what he's getting into i guess he did obviously didn't expect james to be there Right? He just thought William was going to be Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I don't think he knew. I don't think he knew about this whole plot that they had going and that but they were playing. But it's weird be. because it seems like Sabini was after them, right? Because they had that whole thing where jo uh, James has the gun. He's like, if we if they come after us, we'll be ready. So they're prepared yeah. for someone to come after them. So you're yeah. saying like Joshua shows up. Is he the guy that they were prepared for? Yeah, I think so. I think okay, so. But, but does he know that? Or did he think 
this is just going to be a normal house call, and he gets surprised that they, that they're trying to attack him. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Joshua expected that. I mean, I don't know for sure, but okay. I'm I'm assuming that he didn't know about all this scheming they were doing, and, then, and he and didn't then, know that he was walking into a dangerous situation. Okay, that makes sense. But then there was also, I think, that day it was only James's name in the obituary. Did, That's did William true. never got one? Right? As far as I know, yeah, no, I don't think he but did. He, but he shows up at William's house. Yeah, it's weird. And it, well, was he looking for James and James wasn't there? So he goes maybe. To... Yeah. Okay. Maybe he'll address that. Question. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to piece together this is the most complicated like series of events. Yeah. What a it might just be a contrivance. We'll see. Um, All right. Okay, the embezzlers then made their separate way separate ways to Southampton, where Miss Gilbert later joined them. Thence they boarded the Coronia. <laughs> Why was he know this? W- were we supposed to know that? All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the local authorities plan to greet the trio when it docks in New York City. All three will be in the custody of the London police once they are escorted back to Southampton. Inspector Walls as Scotland Yard has agreed to let you break this news to Jenny. I suggest you do so so before the ship docks on 21 May as Wilson's arrest will more than likely find its way to the headlines. Into the headlines. To complete the picture, we only have a few, we have only a few loose ends. In your (laughs) most recent letter, you fretted over the fact that Sabini would soon be let out of Gaul. Is, is that a word? Is that mispronounced misspelled Gaul or Gaul? They they sometimes they have uh, new words to share with us. I just I want to see if this is actually a word. Uh yeah, okay. It's just an old-fashioned way of spelling jail. Okay. There it is. All right. Um and that uh Jack Darby had become another of the missing. I think it is a tribute to your good nature that you underestimate the depravity of the criminal mind. That's what we did. Regarding Sabini's latest brush with the police, I propose that it was not Jack Darby who informed on him, but Sabini who tipped off the police to ensure that he would be brought in for questioning. Oh my God. (laughs) He's like, I see your plan to get me arrested and I raised my own plan to get myself arrested. (laughs) So you think you're in control, but I'm actually in control. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. I say this because Jack Darby soon after went missing. Darby is not the sort of man to go into hiding. I fear he will not be found alive. When did he go missing? When Sabini was still in jail. What better alibi for Sabini? None. Okay, I didn't even remember that that character went missing. The way everyone is so dastardly, like, I I feel like, I feel like Ginny is going to be the mastermind behind all of this. (laughs) It's just like, it's just like, everybody's doing something crazy. It, it's, it's seriously a lot. Um, okay, as concerns the evangelists at Alexandria Park Racecourse and nearby, while you may find them to be a nuisance and once suspected them of brutality, they can clearly be held harmless in all of this. While it, it is repugnant to think that a hoodlum, 
hoodlum like Joshua would hide behind a Bible, you yourself and later Snape Stevens provided confirmation that the gauntlet and Joshua were unrelated entities. I will add that colleagues of mine in Birmingham discovered that in addition to his criminal past, Joshua has performed many amateur theater productions in Birmingham. Most recently is the pirate Mr. Smee in Peter yes. Pan. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. So we each could have had a version of this story where there was a pirate going door to door. <laughs> Saying, if you don't pay your bets, Captain Hook is going to come get you. Make you walk the plank. Make yeah. you walk the plank. <laughs> You're going to go to Never Never Land called Death. <laughs> wow. Uh, he uses the name Bobby Fischetti. <laughs> Classic Bobby. Bobby's always over here. Oh, Bobby! Acting like he's Joshua, acting like he's Peter Pan. He's always crazy over here. You're going to play this week over here. You're shaking Uh, down customers over there. Go back to Birmingham, Bobby. Go back to Birmingham, all right? (laughs) Family histories can be curious. Finally, regarding Jack Faultworthy, I believe he has escaped unharmed at the cost of having to remain in hiding with his poor wife, Margie, at Brighton this past week. They will soon surface surface likely with sunburns and more willing to stand you to a cup of tea stand you to a cup of tea okay uh so there you have it wark <laughs> you should be proud of your detective work and along those lines congratulations on your skillful disguise believe me i have had my share of trouble with mustaches it heartens me to see such promising young adults choose it i'm sorry it disheartens me <laughs> To see such promising young adults choose a criminal path. But I take solace in knowing that your daughter Jenny will be all the better knowing the truth about her husband now. Hefty debts aside, the fact that Wilson was capable of making a bracelet he had given his wife into a gift to Miss Gilbert hardly speaks well of his character or cash reserves. Mm. (laughs) Sick burn, Sherlock. Yeah, wow. Um. May I suggest that in the future, you continue to keep your wagers small and clients few. It has been a pleasure to reacquaint and to help you through this bracing chase. If you find yourself in London, you would be more than welcome to enter the Diogenes Club and join me for a brandy. This will be a silent celebration if you recall the club's rules, but the situation could be mended with a quick stroll to the closest pub. Your colleague, Sherlock Holmes, consulting detective. Holy wow. All right. Jeez. Um, yeah, that was weird. Did we get anything right? I mean, okay, like we knew we knew that the um we knew that the uh the uh what were they called the gauntlet were the gauntlet, uh, not involved not involved you know yep. not Joshua connected to Joshua yeah, yeah like we figured that out i mean we knew that uh we knew that Joshua was involved with Sabini but i mean that was basically clear so that's not mm-hmm. that good um you did pretty much put your finger on the fact that Winslow uh uh or, or Jacobson was involved uh, mm-hmm. in the scheme, but you didn't quite make it to. He's also pining after Miss Gilbert. That, that somehow in all of this, he thinks he's got a shot with her, 
I'm like, where's the details of that that they laid for? Yeah, I... I, Anything like that at all. I have no idea what it was that they thought we were going to look at and draw that conclusion. I don't know. Definitely the the backwards um, Gilbert in the street name was Mm -hmm. something that I feel like I should have caught. Because it's a weird name for, for a road. I mean, it doesn't even sound French, so I should have been more <laughs> suspicious, you know? But I just didn't even... I, I didn't even French? think about it. Do you have any passing familiarity with the language? A passing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the street name again? Treblig. And which letter did we see that in? Was that three? Uh, yeah, it's the one four? where he finds the where he finds the Nolan thing in the house. I think it's in letter two. I could be wrong. Oh, okay. He... Yeah, it's it's in so letter two. It. Yeah, letter two at the top of page two. Uh, oh, okay. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have said that looks like Gilbert. I have to say, doesn't think like that with these, but it should. (laughs) It like in retrospect, the fact that there's this parenthetical comment, I've taken the liberty of enclosing the top page for your analysis. Uh, Ah, I feel like that that should have been a clue to pay more attention to that. Yep. Now we knew that Nolan was their front. I mean, we did figure that out. Yeah, I guess we didn't think the street name would matter. I mean, it doesn't really matter about the street name. We did know it was a front. This is just a little Easter egg. To yeah, help you figure that out. Yeah, but it was confirmed. I mean, it was basically. I mean, basically, what it does is it confirms the Paris address is not real, and and War confirms the London address is not real. Yeah. So then you go, okay, it can't be a place. Yeah. Um. But I, you know, the other thing that I was off about was just the mechanics of um, embezzlement. I've never embezzled before. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't thinking the way I was thinking it would work wasn't as sort of just pedestrian as what they were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, of just like literally taking money out of the bank Once in a, a secret month. way and then taking it to somebody's house. Burying it in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess they're basically the book they're gonna say the money went to Nolan. Yeah. But in reality the money went to the backyard. Yeah. And then they're burying the backyard. And then okay, so when but here's I guess the question. I mean, Sherlock was really pretty soft on you know, there was a sick burn about William's finances and stuff, but but it's I think he was pretty soft on the fact that not only was William I mean, did he? Did, I guess, yeah, yeah. He basically said it like William's cheating on the on Jenny with Miss Gilbert, right? Um, or at least wants to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then when this all this stuff hits the head, and by the way, I don't even know why they need to leave town so urgently. Is it is it the audit or is it the the, the Sabini part? Because like all of a sudden they have to like leave town, and he's gonna leave his wife with. Nothing? I assume it's the audit. Like, okay, so he's, he's just gone. I mean, he's a really, really bad guy to just, like, lie yeah. to your w- wife for a year, sell, you know, take stuff out of the house claiming you're, you're selling it. And maybe some of it was sold, but the good stuff blew up to Miss Gilbert. 
Yeah. And then, and then, and safely be having a bunch of money on the side, right? So we're living in po- poverty, or yeah. we're, you know, having having financial trouble at least. Uh, meanwhile, you're stockpiling money with your best friend and your mistress. Right. Uh, and then when the shit hits the fan, you leave and don't say any. Like that's crazy. <laughs> like that's like psych, like like uh, sociopathic. I think like that's really intense. It is. It is. Um, but I think that's. I think that's what they're telling us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you know. I just wish. I just feel like if this was a movie, and maybe this says. Yeah, I don't know what it says about movies. I feel like this was a movie. We'd get an end credit scene with like, with Jenny meeting up with them, you know, and she clinks the the champagne glass with them, and it's like our plan worked, everybody. <laughs> you know, like right. I just feel like it just would make sense if somehow she was in on it too, but that's just how much William doesn't want to be with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's part of why they wrote that in. Yeah, I just I just feel like they didn't want to have the letter writer's own daughter involved in the scheme. But why why have the picture of the four of them? Why say that Jenny knows her? Did that come to anything? Yeah, I mean, I think they sort of mentioned that uh, that they had known each other and they had been hanging out. But like, I think they were doing this scheme. uh without her knowledge i think that's what we're supposed to believe at least um yeah i just don't know why they showed the picture of the four of them uh yeah no i don't really know what do you think Okay, so so now that we understand what happened at the house, the altercation at the house, what do you think was the situation when the scene when Joshua left the pamphlet with the D on it and nodded to the cop and all that? How does that make any sense? Yeah, you know, when I read that again, I thought we were going to learn that the police are corrupt and mm-hmm. involved with Sabini, but now I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that means. It's confused. I mean, I can see he comes back. You know, he was attacked there. He's a gangster. You know, it's like, you know, you got the better of me, but like, I'll be back for you. You know, we're not done. You know, it, I assume that that's the idea of coming back. Okay. So, because he put D for disqualified, right? Yeah. And what does that mean again? He said he said that meant um oh to designate that a horse has been disqualified, struck from the race. Yeah. So and this was after the altercation he comes back? Yeah. Okay, so he shows up <laughs> expecting most likely to just do his normal spiel. And then they're trying to leave and then they jump him. He gets hit with a poker and runs away. Hours later, he comes back. He sees police are there, right? So he's not like, he can't go to the door or whatever. But he decides to leave a, a pamphlet with a D, trying to communicate to them. Although, he, you know, why does he think they're there? There's police there. But okay. Uh, police can't be there forever. They'll come back at some point. They'll get this pamphlet with a D. This is disqualified. 
And that's him telling them that they're disqualified. Like, meaning I'm going to kill you. I Yeah. I mean, that's my best guess. Something along those lines. Okay. You know, he's very theatrical, so. Ah, he learned that at the. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's so why they told us. They school. told us that thing. Like, like the doing the preacher is like doing so, real life theater improv. Yeah. You know? So when he, oh, okay. So maybe that explains. Yeah, in this scene, uh, where is it? Uh, where he like. Oh man, let's see. Uh, removing the pamphlet. Uh, where's the part where he was talking about Joshua hanging out and he's going to go to the wagon and then he stops to read the Bible for a while? Remember that part? Oh, you're talking about uh, when he's outside? Yeah, here we go. Joshua, he, McPherson gave Joshua a shake of the head before both got in their wagon and went off. Oh, he saw Joshua with his repent sign in hand, one of the bobbies. Okay. The preacher folded the leaflet between the slats of the gates and limped across. Oh, he was limping! Yeah, there's the limping thing. Okay, yeah. okay. So he, he had already gotten... Okay, so we yeah. were off about the limping happening at the end. Yeah. Okay, so that would have made it clear. Yeah, that if we caught that, yeah. that would have helped. I guess we didn't we didn't question that he wasn't limping before this point. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Such a weird character. I guess I assumed like, oh, maybe he just always limps. I yeah, I guess he was just a limper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh nothing wrong with that. Um Okay, and then he crossed the street and took up position behind a beer wagon. He read a Bible for some seconds. So, so, so this is just him in character being method, huh? Yep. Like I think he's so. like somewhere. There's a camera. There's always an audience. <laughs> you know, like yep. like he's got to stay in character, and so he's gonna go like read this Bible. But he isn't. Does he really care about this? I mean, like, he cares he really, enough to do it. Is I he don't really anti-Catholic? <laughs> Probably not since he's he's his cousin is a is a shark or whatever. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. This is crazy, man. This is this is a crazy. Story. I feel like this is this is the best uh, story. Uh, this is the best Holmes letter. Uh, yeah, and I think of the ones we read on the site, or at least read about on the site, based on the the uh, answer letter. Um, I think this was the best one. This was. Yeah, because the characters had depth to their play. Like every major person was doing like two different things. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, and the way the first one went with the astrolabe, like I, you know, obviously it was it was the inspector who who stole it. Yeah. So so there was like duplicity, but not to this level. No. Like um, it wasn't like every character we suspected a lot of characters. Like mm -hmm, I remember when we mm -hmm. were going through that, but like most of the characters, yeah. I mean, they weren't doing anything. They're just like minding their own business. And this they're like caught is, up in this. This letter is what we wanted the first letter to be, right? Yeah. I mean, the idea that like, oh, uh, dude was Mark was uh, playing his music and and it shat the it hit the frequency right. and it shattered yep. the glass and the astro lamp yep. and like yep. then they had to go and cover it up by stealing you know all this stuff and it's like, nope, nope, none of that happened. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, like from the first one, I just didn't, I didn't think stuff that convoluted was really possible. So yeah. now that yeah. we've done this one, I know like, okay, it's actually valid to like go out on a limb mm -hmm. and say like, oh, maybe the other gangster is pretending to be the original gangster. <laughs> and also maybe, oh my God, the, yeah. the, the 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 guy at the bank is involved in the scheme but is also interested in this gilbert <laughs> and like it's yeah. like what the fuck which is like completely unnecessary because he could just have been getting paid off or getting a profit of the yeah the, a portion of the profits but they yeah. give him this extra motivation that he's like hopelessly in love or infatuated with this woman who has no interest in him yeah and i feel like they gave us no clue to that at all um which is just Sherlock, like, somehow, you know, being a genius, right? I guess. Yeah. And just knowing that that's true. Um, even though Wark doesn't have, you know, he never wrote anything that would allude to that. Right. I don't know. Unless we missed something in what they wrote. But I don't remember. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'd have to read those bank scenes. Like, care all right, let me, let me see if I can see anything here. Okay. Okay, blah blah blah. This is just them talking. Um, Jacobson shows up. Um, Are you on letter three? Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Okay. Ah, Mr. Kinsey, Miss Gilbert here can help you with anything else you may need. Good day. I don't know. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all he has to say to have anything to do with Miss Gilbert. So that doesn't really sound like infatuation to me. Um, oh, here he goes. As, as he left the room, I thanked him and turned back to the flustered Miss Gilbert. Is she flustered because the boss likes her? <laughs> I assume she's flustered because she's in on the scheme. And because the boss likes her. <laughs> All right. I'm trying here. Uh let's see. I'm trying and then, and to In letter four, there's some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see. Uh okay, here's Jacobson. All right, let's see. Um, <laughs> I also feel like they didn't go overboard to say that Miss Gilbert was like, you know, the most beautiful woman in the world or irresistible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really like, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't like, you know, he's not like, you know, oh, Sherlock, I, you know, something, something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's there's nothing here. I mean, that's just like you would just have to go out on a limb to come mm -hmm. up with that. I think the fact that he was involved in the scheme was was reasonable to guess. Yeah, like Sherlock's is like, okay, the only reason a guy like this would be involved in this scheme, like he's not gonna do it for money because he would have done it before when he was younger. Yeah. Or, or had less to lose in his life or something, you know. It's the only thing that's gonna entice a man of his age and status would be a younger woman or something. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess yeah. Yeah. 
but still i just i feel like we don't really <laughs> have to do that much thinking I yeah know. i agree <laughs> so what was the thing where they said uh let me go back to uh what was the phrase um unquestionably what did he say was unquestionably oh uh let's see uh yeah i know what you're saying oh here we go this uh this made him a strong suspect for nickerson's murder for while it is unquestionable that sabini and associates placed the bogus obituaries in the newspapers he had another okay so it's unquestionable that sabini and associates placed the obituaries in the newspapers okay um so even though sometimes so here's what's weird right because i think it's still true that sometimes sabini would beat up people directly because right there's some people who got beat up yep and didn't ever have an obituary right that's group one group two is the people who well there was a guy who got beat up and then got an obituary that's group four (laughs) i don't think there's anyone who got beat up that didn't get an obituary yes there is who yes the guy at the bar he gets an obituary oh, later. Later, but I'm but that's a different thing than the people who got an obituary and then got beat up, or the people who got an obituary and never got beat up, like Big Jack, because he because he started running. <laughs> um, okay, but it's so. Uh, or do you think? Do you think some of the people who got beat up, who might be the outliers in, in all these cases? was due to uh, Jack Darby? Uh, I guess it could be. I guess it could be. It could also be that it was some other less theatrical Sabini collector who did the beating up. Oh, okay. So you you just reminded me. Yeah, it's obviously the Sabini. So Sherlock is thinking Joshua is directly connected to the obituary. Yes. He's Sabini's cousin. Yeah, that makes it unquestionable. I think I think that is the idea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I thought. I just thought like, oh, he's escalating to murder thing. now. Well, yeah, but... and that's the funny thing too, right? The fact that Joshua is just is just cosplaying for fun, like, <laughs> it's not something you would guess. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, that whole that whole reveal that he worked in a theater is like what <laughs> was that? Were we supposed to know that? Is like is like Birmingham notable for its theater? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he was very theatrical on the street, right? Remember when he has like, a sign? He's he's just standing around picketing by himself. Remember? I, remember how I said how weird that was? Yeah. Because he wasn't yeah. with the other guilty remnants, right? Or the, or what is it? The um, uh, the uh, gauntlet of morality, something, something. Uh, guilty yeah. gauntlet. What were they called? <laughs> the guilty gauntlet. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. Where is the it? Gaunt, uh, gauntlet of righteousness? Does that make that up? Is that what it is? I don't know anymore. I keep just finding it. Okay, hold on. I think it was talked about the end of letter one. Let's yeah. see. 
Yeah, it keeps just calling it, yeah, Gauntlet of Righteousness. Yeah. That's what it is, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, he's just like he's just like lurking about. Um... Yeah, it wasn't picketing with them. He's just by himself. Like again, why are you doing this? Is it, this is why you're this? I feel like this is why Sabini should have beat him up. Like because he's just sitting around doing nothing. What are you doing? <laughs> he's not out collecting money. He's out just like exploring his character for something. I don't get it. Like, like who is that for? You know what I mean? Like he, it's it's like he doesn't. He's not an actual zealot about gambling. Okay, that's not what's motivating right. him. He's out to get money for his cousin. Yeah, and yet sometimes you catch him on the street by himself, wasting time. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I don't know what to think about that. I don't know. I don't know why that happened. <laughs> It's a weird character, definitely. And it wasn't like he's on his way somewhere, you know. He just was standing there doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's true. a weird one, man. That's a that's a whole weird one. Well, all right. Um, I gotta say that was a much more satisfying conclusion than I was expecting. Me too. Me too. I I yeah. thought it was gonna be like a bunch of like yeah, like the simplest you know mm-hmm. sort of most obvious way to connect. i was sure that basically everything in the letter would be something we already said and that was so not true <laughs> so the trunk had the money in it not yeah. uh, william yeah william was yeah. somewhere else i guess yeah. still alive yeah and it's funny you know Chekhov said a gun in the first act goes off in the third right william had a gun and they never used it yeah, you're he right. Got hit with the poker instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gun didn't come into play at all. That's very strange. But <laughs> yep, maybe they thought they might do something with the gun. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't happen. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think this one was definitely, definitely more successful. And and now that I know, like there's room to do this kind of wild speculating. I'll, I'll be a little more free with my associating and, and, and like coming up with alternate, you know, motivations as secrets for the characters. Cause I mean, yeah, that was just off the charts in this. Yeah. We were like, we were theorizing before, we were like, I don't know if that makes sense. That's really 3d chess for a character. Yeah. Like yeah. Like, nope, actually that was what's happening. And, it's yeah, the totally bad guys fine. were like, it's like, oh, oh, something. You, you're like bad guy B is like bad guy A is doing something. I'll just go and get him arrested for that. And then bad guy A is like, oh, well, bad guy B should get me arrested. I'll get myself arrested. How right. about that? <laughs> but then it's not like useless yeah. because he uses that opportunity to kill bad guy B. Yeah. And then yeah, people yeah. are like. Oh well, which is a weird. This is this is a weird inference. Like, oh well, Sabini couldn't have done it. He was in jail. <laughs> well, he obviously didn't literally do it. I know, I, I know. Who who would think he would do it himself? It. Like, yeah. it's very. But it it does keep him out of jail for sure for it. But it's like it doesn't need to do that. But it helps. Yeah, uh, yeah. The fact that Sabini is like is like 
playing a game and yeah. and you know he's got this theatrical cousin collector he mm -hmm. gets himself arrested as a cover story to have his rival killed it's like mm -hmm. I, you know i mean mm -hmm. tip of the hat i don't know like there's a whole like gangster drama yeah. going on there it is a gangster drama yeah there's a turf war happening yeah like a godfather kind of like, plot like yeah he had to like show him what's up and like yeah i do i do it would have been i mean i guess you're right like they didn't really underline it but we could sort of just think that there was you know sabini does have some relationship with the cops joshua did nod to that one cop mm -hmm. you know so it could be a thing where you know he knew when if he if he got himself arrested like he's got friends there right so um because it is his town you know? right that's, that's where i thought it was there. gonna go but then it was like no he wanted to be arrested and it's like okay well maybe that's <laughs> mm -hmm. all there was but yeah uh uh i don't think there's anything to like contradict that maybe there's some he's got friends inside I mean, it wouldn't be crazy in context mm -hmm. i think so mm -hmm. i'm happy to believe it well there you have it Wark. <laughs> i love that line <laughs> that's it that was all it was <laughs> oh this whole thing okay so this whole thing about the coronia oh yeah mm -hmm. i didn't understand that part like well how are we supposed to assume that they that's what they're doing and I guess I mean, the Corona is going to go to New York City, but then when they get to New York City, they're going to get arrested and take, take it back. So, like, it'll be weeks uh, <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No airplanes, I, I guess. mean, hey, listen, two Atlantic cruises is not a bad thing to do before <laughs> prison. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, you know, we could have inferred they're on the run, you know, mm -hmm. maybe we could have gone to, they got to leave the country, but yeah, like, I don't think, I don't think it's reasonable for us to be specific. Like here's what, to go to America, here's like, what boat they're going to get on and which way they're going to yeah. go. And like, okay. Yeah. Cause they could run to a lot of places. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. No, I, I take that as just a weird, like just a detail to, to flesh it out a bit, but I don't know. If someone was supposed to guess that, they'd have to know more than I do about how you got from, you know, the UK to anywhere else at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's a real ship or not. Or just a fill-in for any ship that would do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how I want to take it, but, you know, yeah. whatever. I, what do I know? Um, yeah, all right. Well, that was really interesting. Yeah. I, I think what's strange about this one and why I don't think it's a complete... It's, it's, I, I could imagine a better, more successful mystery is that I enjoyed the ending a lot. I enjoyed the wrap-up a lot. I didn't really care about the setup. Mm -hmm. um, the whole missing betters and like I don't really care, but I'm kind of half like related to it, you know. Like I'm, uh, something's happening with my daughter's, you know, 
um, husband, but like the actual mystery is kind of unrelated to me, but I just happen to be a detective too. So I'm sort of interested. Like, I feel like the setup could have been more interesting. I could have been more gripping to match the really interesting ending. I mean, why was, you know, the only better thing I could think. The idea seems good. I, I'm not really sure why it got so tedious at a certain point. Uh, cause I think they didn't, they didn't really up the stakes that much and, and sort of like the, the part of the plot that seemed interesting, this whole thing with the obituaries, like it kind of fizzles at a certain point and I there's think, not, yeah. there's not a lot of urgency and it, it kind of pivots to this like bank scheme. That's like yeah. a bit less interesting. Um, I think work should have been implicated. I think he should have been like, you know, dear Sherlock, even though I'm a small time better one of my bedors is dead now and the police think I did it. I think that would have helped with the urgency. Yeah, that would have made it more feel, like the, the first mystery. Yeah, to make the it letter feel, writer in jail. Yeah, to make it feel a bit more, have more stakes, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I, think that's, I think that's fair. But yeah, I... I it was it was it was sort of the opposite of the first one in that way like i think mm-hmm. in the first one i enjoyed the build up more than i did the I conclusion yeah. but in this case it was reverse so yeah i don't know <laughs> we'll see what the next one's like i guess we'll see what the next one's like maybe 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 um all right well anything else before we wrap it up I think that's it for now. Uh, okay. See you next, Holmes, or other thing. Enjoy your Thanks, everybody, evening, for another great morning, Dear Holmes mystery. Afternoon. Um, and until next time, what do we say? See you later. <laughs> see you later. All right. <laughs> <laughs>